Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hi, Joe. Hey, buddy. Did you watch the uh, Grammys? No, I did not. I watched enough of it to know that I have, I personally, have musically jumped the shark. Mm, I, I, so. I, I got nothing. I, got, I have no, no tie-in to any bit of music mm-hmm. that I saw on the Grammys last night. I remember like, the, like in the 80s and you had Michael Jackson and Madonna and all this different stuff that was being celebrated, <laughs> Pearl Jam... <laughs> You know, right. all these different categories. And now I watch, and I'm like, I'm old. It happened. You're old. I'm, That's it. You're old. It's on me. I'm not saying it's not on me. You're old. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I didn't watch it. I do know, just to segue real quick, my uh, – actually, this is a big connection. So my cousin, Sarah Hudson, um, Dua Lipa won a Grammy. Dua Lipa had a song that was co-written by Sarah Hudson. So I think my – cousin just won a grammy i think oh my god i'm not sure but i know sarah i know sarah co-wrote it and to bring this all around for those of you who listened to guest roulette if you were if you heard that song the intro that is my uncle mark hudson who is the father of sarah hudson mark wrote our little guest roulette song which has my voice on it as well so you know it's a family affair man Anyway, sorry to interrupt. I had to no, no. I it was uh, that was very uh, timely. I did. I knew none of that, and I and I am assuming that Mark, your uncle, is your dad's brother. That my, would exactly that my would dad's. Work. Brother. So you're closer with your dad's brother than you are your own dad. Like you can call your dad's oh, yeah. brother and say, "Hey, we need a, a silly little jingle for my podcast." Yeah. Yeah. But you can't like go I ever call tell your you, dad to like go get your. Did Christmas I tell present. you the story though of how of my uncle and where he lives and did I tell you the story ever? No, I don't think I did. Okay, but real quick. We, now we have a guest coming up in six minutes, so I know I just I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna fly through, but it's just crazy the way that life works. Okay, I'm at this place called Early World, which is a little diner uh, near my house. This is years ago maybe four or five years ago, my Uncle Mark, who I haven't seen in a thousand years, walks into the diner and he's got this crazy like rainbow goatee. He's had it for years and years. He's a very like eccentric sort of dude. Uncle Mark, oh my God, I haven't seen you. Hug. Where are you living? He goes, I live in New York and LA. Oh, really? We're, we're in LA. I live in Brentwood. 
Where in Brentwood? I live in Brentwood Glen. I'm like, I live in Brentwood Glen. So I'm saying <laughs> to my Uncle Mark. And Brentwood Glen's a small little community. I said, are you fucking kidding me? What street do you live on? He goes, I said, no. I live on fucking. Turns out he, I could hit a gap wedge to his apartment. And he's lived there for five, six, seven, eight years or something like this. I've been here for 10 I would run around my neighborhood, you know, do this two-mile lap around my neighborhood. There was this Jeep, and on the license plate, it says, what the, on the Jeep, on this old-school Jeep, camouflage-painted Jeep. I would always get nostalgic running past that fucking thing because my dad and his brothers would always be like, what the, what the, that was their thing. And it turns out that's my Uncle Mark's Jeep. Oh, my God. yeah, isn't that crazy, dude? And so then and you reconnect right with him, and he's right there next to you. Yep, right here, reconnected with him. Um, you know, and he's got a rainbow he, goatee. That's a, you, uh, oh yeah, yeah. He's a very he's a he's a he's a great dude. He's a really good dude. Um, and so anyway, easily spotted. Story. So you saw this this the first time you saw this guy, and he'd been there for time. years. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Do you yeah. ever go outside? Does your uncle ever go outside? How far away? You know, I, I I I swear to God, he's you know I, man, it's probably about a wedge, probably a hundred and I don't know, maybe one hundred forty-five to one hundred fifty yards, depending on the wind direction. <laughs> <laughs> and how stiff your shafts are, and what ball you're playing. Exactly. exactly. Okay. <laughs> hey, Uncle Mark, and he and all he does, he walks out as the the golf ball rings off his roof, and he goes, "What the." <laughs> <laughs> and then it's the oh, that's the intro to our like sitcom. <laughs> um, that's really no, cool. Yeah, it's cool. Anyway, his daughter, my cousin. Um, I don't know if she won a Grammy. I know she co-wrote the song that won the Grammy. So I'm assuming she won a Grammy. I guess. But um, congratulations to Sarah Hudson. Back to your point. I'm with you, dude. I don't know what the fuck music looks like today, much at all. Honestly, it all felt the same. And I assume. That my mom and dad were sitting there, probably more my dad than my mom, back in the 80s, early 90s, mid 90s, thinking this all sounds the same. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But but to me, and I have daughters that are 24 and 21, you know, they're they're still into it. They're, they they know all that music and whatever. And and I know who Harry Styles is because of my youngest daughter, Trudy, who was in love with One Direction. And then Harry mm-hmm. Styles breaks off. He's a huge Packer fan. I've been able to interact with him about that. But other than seeing Harry Styles and thinking of his personal life and Sudeikis and Olivia Wilde and everything else that's going on there, <laughs> I got nothing. Like I have no emotional tie to one bit, one note of music. I don't care. I'm watching Post Malone and people are jumping up and down and clapping. And I'm like, ah, yeah. okay. Yeah. It was yeah. It's good. And I try. I gotta say, I try. My friends um are still sort of in really into sort of just the current music scene just in general. But I'm I'm not. I make an effort sometimes to put things on the problem is is when do you listen to music i don't listen to music anymore you know i mean even in my car well i don't listen to the stern on yeah i listen to stern i listen to our podcast because i think it's good for me to to check our act hi hi tia hi (laughs) good this how is how doing? we do it, Tia. There's no oh, formal introduction. It's wham, just like, wham, right here hi, you are. How are you guys? 
How are you? Man, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm hanging in there. I, I'm, I'm actually feeling great because I feel like there's some sort of light at the end of this long tunnel that we've been in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm feeling a little optimistic, should I say. Dare, should mm-hmm. I say. Yes, I Good. think we're allowed to feel, we're, I know, we're allowed to feel optimistic. This is surreal for me because I am, I'm 52, I've got, uh, almost 52, 24-year-old daughter, 21-year-old daughter, and so you oh, yes. know what's coming out of my mouth next. <laughs> I have seen more of Sing. you. Sister, sister, Sing never it, knew Joe. how much I miss you. It's These are two sisters separated at birth, reunited. At a shopping mall. I'm sorry mall. to do that to you, but at a shopping mall of all places. Remember when those were big. Those are, uh, yeah. Um but my God, I, I just I, I just want to take my hat off to you because Aww. it was such a good show for my girls to watch. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure now you as a mom mm-hmm. look at some of the stuff that's presented on a platter for kids oh, to yeah. just eat up. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, I don't really like the messaging oh, or the way that gosh. kid acts. I, you know, I've definitely been guilty at allowing my child to get a hold of the iPad and they'll start on, you know, airplanes, right? My son, he's a huge fan of airplanes and sister, sister. I'll get into that later. But, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, Creed, just go ahead. Watch this, you know, while mommy cooks dinner or, you know, does something for herself. Um, And before you know it. (laughs) I see his facial expressions change, and then he's watching, like, planes crash and, you know, crazy oh, stuff. And it's like, wait a minute, how? You can get lost in this, what do they say, rabbit in a, in a is it, what is it? Down rabbit the rabbit hole. hole. Down, Down the, the rabbit hole. hole. Oh, God. And so I get so paranoid <laughs> leaving them with the iPad. So, sister, sister, you're absolutely right. That is one show that I allowed my son to just binge watch he binged watched the whole six seasons in like two weeks and i didn't have to worry about him going down some crazy rabbit nice <laughs> so i, I know just, isn't it weird though that's what we're dealing with first of all i was obsessed for i had a major fear of flying for a while and in turn strangely became obsessed with this website back in the day called airdisaster.com oh wow do not Tell no. your son about no. it because it's all the black box recordings. Oh, I mean, my gosh, I went no. so deep no. into the gnarly aspect of it all. Yeah. No. Anyway, that's 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 <laughs> beside the point. How how old how old are your kids? So I have a nine year old who's turning ten June twenty eighth, and that's my son Cree. Mm-hmm. And then I have mm-hmm. a almost three year old Cairo. Uh, who her birthday is May fifth, so she'll be turning three. So ten and three. So so with the nine year old, because I deal with this, I deal with this shit. <laughs> I have three kids. I have thirteen. I have eleven. I have seven. Awesome. Okay, you got the thirteen year old who the oldest, and 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 you try your best. You try to do it right, quote unquote, <laughs> and you try to expose them to things yep. at the right time. Yep. And but that shit just gets degraded as you have more children. I know. So now my youngest, you know, is watching things that I would normally never be okay with. But now I'm like, all right, whatever, you know? So how do you deal with that? I mean, do you let your kids sort of just, you know, I'm a, I I just let them do it. I mean, honestly, to be straight up, I'm, 
I just let him do it. You're like my husband. I can't, I can't deal with it. You're like my yeah. husband. So I am the psychology major. So I uh, went to Pepperdine University and I studied growth and child development. So, you know, I'm all about, honey, whatever they're watching, you know, they're, 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 they're learning. They learn through observation. They learn through what they see. They learn through behavior. And I'm like, this is just not good. My husband, he's an actor, right? And so he... Um, he did this movie Spectral a few years ago. It came out on Netflix, I want to say maybe two or three years ago. And this is like shoot 'em up, um, ghost, you know, paranormal stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And then Cree is like watching this. I'm like, what are you doing, Corey? Like, no, he can't. And then he'll my my son was mortified. And that's the I rarely use that word, but that's the only word to describe this because. There was another movie that my husband had my son watch, and he died in the movie as an actor. Oh. And I'm like, <laughs> like, 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 when I say mortified, he like started crying. I was like, what are you doing? But anyway, to answer your question, my daughter, she's she's watching Black Panther, you know, which yeah. is a fun, great movie. But is it for a three-year-old? I don't know. But my son loves Pokemon, Black Panther, mm-hmm. and that's what mm-hmm. my daughter is watching. Yeah. It, it's no, funny I'm, because I'm, I'm, when I when I texted shut up, Oliver. When I texted <laughs> my daughters I, I have more to say, Joe. Okay. <laughs> I know you do. I know. I when I texted my daughters that I was talking to you today, I said, What what was it that drew you to that show? Okay. And they both independently said they obviously loved you and your sister, mm-hmm. but they also liked the idea of a strict dad. Oh. And they said the mom made them laugh. Yep. Which, so (laughs) maybe that's what they knew in their own. Yep. Yeah, in their own mm-hmm. situation. But the idea that, that there was like a strict dad and yes. it was, there was respect there and there was, you know, you always kind of had to answer for whatever hijinks were going on. Yeah. You had to you had to pay the fiddler by the end of it and learn a lesson. Yes. Which I, <laughs> there's value in that. There, there is. There is value in that. And again, I think that's why the show is so successful still after 25 years and universal. Like... People in Spain watch it, um, in Nice uh, watch it. it, like all over the world. I remember I had some incredible teenagers walk up to me who were from Israel and they were saying, they're like, yo, you could not go to Israel right now. If you went to Israel, you would be mobbed because your show is so <laughs> popular. But again, I think classic TV such as that, where there's lessons and morals, um, it really goes a long way because it's 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 needed. It is. I mean, yeah, it is. Well, let me let me ask you a question though, okay? okay. Because I love that you're a psychology major. I, I honestly say, if I wasn't an actor, I would probably be in psychology oh, if I yeah. didn't have to go to school oh, for that. Yeah, long. yeah. <laughs> you couldn't have gotten into Pepperdine. So yeah. let's just no. That's what I'm saying. That. I would have been an armchair psychologist. You know what I mean? I would not have. But I just love it. That the human condition to me is so fascinating, fascinating. and I've done so much work on myself and I've been to mm-hmm. weird fucking retreat centers and I've been in therapy for a thousand years. <laughs> I just yep. love it. I mean, the growth of, of, the, of the human condition is so interesting yeah. to me. But being a psychologist 
and raising your kids. I personally feel like we are living in a coddled generation. I'm a little Mm -hmm. bit more strict, I think. I have leniency for sure. But I also believe that kids need structure and they crave discipline. You know what I mean? They 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 unconsciously want it. I mean, do you guys... Do you guys try to adhere to that or are you, do you get a little, do you get a little LA, you know what I mean? You know, (laughs) I've never heard of it from that perspective. That is hilarious, man. Um, Okay. To answer your question, my parents, I was raised with parents who, my mother was a drill sergeant and Mm. my dad was a first sergeant. So I think you know where this is going. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so I was very, um, my parents were very strict on um, just myself, my my brothers, my sisters. I feel that there are some, and my, when I, and my my mother whooped my ass, let's just say Mm. that. Um, so, So with that said, I feel that there are pros and cons to uh, being extremely strict. I think discipline is, is, is extremely important. Structure is extremely important. Um, but when you don't allow for your child to have some sort of choice at times, I feel like that's when it can get in the way. Or I don't spank my children. Um, it's just something that I've chosen not to do. And the reason why I chose not to do it is because, you know, I learned from just from a psychological standpoint is... A lot of the times when you are spanking your child or when I felt like I was spanked, you know, the your parents are frustrated. You know, my mom worked nine to five. They didn't have time to sit me down and talk. You know what I mean? It was like that. The the quicker way is Mm. to spank them. But Mm -hmm. I don't. But I will say this. And my mom knows this, too. It's not like I'm afraid of my mother, but I'm afraid of my mother. You know what I mean? And it's like, I don't want, I don't want my children to have that at all. I don't want them to be afraid of me. I want them to be able to come and talk to me about anything and everything. Now, I do get in trouble at times because I want to be their friend. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm like, tell me anything. Tell me everything. Um, so it's, it's about trying to find that fine line. Yeah. But, um, do I believe in consequences? Yes, I do. But I also believe in positive consequences. There's positive, well, positive reinforcement. You know what I mean? Not consequences, positive reinforcement. Um, so I try to it's do the both. Balance. At the it's, ha- the it's the balance. It's trying to find the balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. How did, you, how did get- you convince that drill sergeant to go to L.A.? And kind of launch into this I know. Hollywood life and career. Obviously, the two of you were, and it doesn't just stop with you two, you and your your sister uh, Tamara. But it's there's there's a lot of talent in that family. Oh, thank but you. that's still a huge commitment leap. Yeah, it is, and, and a commitment. commitment. Um, I give my I give a lot of my uh, I give a lot of credits to my mother for allowing me to do what I love to do. Um, she saw at a young age that we were different, that we were special in the sense of being great entertainers at such a young age. We would, we were talking about malls earlier. I would dance and like perform at malls. Um, I, we, I would model at malls. We were like mannequins. (laughs) We would like, 
pretend to be like these mannequins and they would put us in these like spring fashions, you know, and we would just stand there and pretend that we were, you know, uh, mannequins in the window and all that kind of stuff. Was that a punishment or was no, that No, this was like, they, we were like, we were getting paid to do this. Like, this is what we were doing. We were living in Texas at the time. We were um, winning all of these pageants, uh, booking commercials. And Star Search was the platform for me and the Cosby Show. I was like, Mommy, you know, I want to do that. I want to do what they're doing. And when she started to see that we were really good at it, and it was just something that was just very natural in us, she said, okay, fine. She It was love. She loves her children. And she really put herself first when it came to making, you know, her, I mean, put our, yeah, her children first when it came to making her children happy. Um, so she actually quit her, you know, you can't just quit the army. We, I remember my mom had to present her case to the courts and she had like this stack of um, books or uh, portfolios of myself, my sister in magazines, like print work, like modeling, tapes, talent shows, you know, so they, they could see that she wasn't lying. You know, she wasn't just trying to get out of the army. Um, right. And then they, I, I think it's all about fate. You know what I mean? Whatever you're called to do and whatever's meant for you, it'll happen. You just have to li- li- align yourself up properly. And they let her go. And then we ended and up. Was your dad cool with all this? Yes. I mean, or did. Yeah. So my dad was, my dad was cool, but they didn't let him out. So he had to stay. So that was the, 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 the tough part was we were separated from my, from my father for, for, for a minute. He was, um, transferred to Germany and he was there for like two years and he would come like maybe once or twice out of the year. So that was hard, you know? So with every, with, I just, everything has a sacrifice and that I would say that was, was a little bit of the sacrifice, but we have a very healthy relationship now. My dad, I'm a daddy's girl. Like, Mm. so did it take, was there some, did you have to repair things? I mean, or was that just a circumstance or was there a moment? Cause I'm dealing with my repairing my relationship Mm. with my father right now. Honestly, Mm. it's been, it was a whole different situation, yeah. which we won't get into, which I already have a million times on this show. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, we we have we're finally have a, we have a text relationship after 12, that's, 13 years. I mean, nice. it's developing. But did you have to repair anything or was this like, hey, this is this is just how it went? No, you know? there was definitely some sort of repairing, uh, preparing mm-hmm. um, or repairing. That's what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say. Repairing. Um, <laughs> yeah. And. I mean, what was so amazing about my father and where we are today is he under he understood, you know, and I understood um, what what happened and what was going on. And, and basically, he wanted to make up for time. You know, he understood that I understood the circumstances. It is what it is. But I had to get older to understand that. Um, and then he understood how his circumstances could affect his, you know, relationship with, you know, his children. Um, but he realized it. Um, he apologized and Mm -hmm. it's all about healing, you know, and, and moving forward. And he is amazing. He is so phenomenal and he's an incredible father. He really, he really Mm -hmm. is. He might've, how about as a grandfather? Is he incredible? All All, when I say all in, like all, in. 
he wasn't there a lot for us when we were younger, but like I said, he understood it. He realized it and he was like, I want to change that. Um, and let's, let's go, let's do it. And he is over here. I want to say every other weekend now that, um, you know, the pandemic has gotten a little better and we know how to handle the Mm -hmm. pandemic with tests and all that kind of stuff. But prior to the pandemic, over every weekend, taking the kids, he is phenomenal. So that's so great. Did you oh, find God. yourself when you were on set in a in a weird way, kind of leaning into Tim Reed or the, the father figure? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, did Did you get any of that from him, or was it even that kind of a situation? Um, uh, with no, with work? not really. I think because I it wasn't like I I felt any type of void. To be honest with you, my mother was so present. You know what I mean? Like she was so present with everything, um, just being so supportive, being there for us. She did a lot. And I think maybe where it's different for me is I had my sister too. So my sister was, you know, right there going through every milestone, high school, um, you know, being an actor, a young actor, being on set going through the pitfalls of, you know, or the growing pains of being a young actor. So I never really had a a void. So I I didn't really, you know, need him in in that way. Um, But Jack A and Tim were so supportive as just being these very seasoned actors and then dealing with these young, you know, these young girls who now have, you know, this huge responsibility put on their shoulders. This is their first show they've ever done. They were so incredibly supportive. At an awkward time. I mean, you were in your mid-teens, right? I mean, you're going through a lot in life and then all of a sudden here you are showing up to set and you're known and you're seen and you're, I mean, that's a lot to handle. It is a lot to handle. And Jackie and Tim, they guided me along the way. I will never forget Jack A and Tim, well, Tim actually said this, when the show was over, he said, make sure you have something else to fall back on, you know? And I hadn't, you know, heard anybody say that. He was like, make sure you find other things that you enjoy, that you do. And I'm like, you know, like, what are you talking about? Like, I was sad, you know? <laughs> this so is you like just slipped into a little Jack A right there. That sounded like Jack A. <laughs> you know, like, what are you talking about? But he prepared my sister and I for, you know, in this business, one minute you're working, one minute you're not. Mm-hmm. One minute you're hot, yeah. the next minute you're not. So uh, they really, I, gui- I know, they really guided us. If you like conversations with talented actors like in today's episode, go check out the Daddy Issues archives and listen to our conversation with actor Rumor Willis, where we discuss everything from Rumor's childhood to funny stories about her dad, Bruce Willis, to dancing with the stars, escapism, finding your passion, relationships, growing up in the public eye. My God, we did all that so, so much more. The, the most difficult thing, and I think even kind of to what Oliver was saying earlier, the thing that probably bought me to some of the lowest times was how judgmental people were about how I looked. How did your dad deal with something like that? As a father, I have a daughter as well, and I want to go kill everybody. You know what I mean? I have that anger (laughs) I probably have to deal with. But, uh, you know, how did your dad react to all that? Was he pretty even about it? (laughs) He 
like, my dad's response was to go up to kids and say, and say, hey, it's not okay to be mean. And I was like, I don't know if that's going to work. I appreciate it. You know, like, I don't know if people are going to really take that to heart. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this short break with more from today's guest, Tia Mori. What about just rebellion? Rebellion, you know. I mean, you you had strict parents. Was there that like, just get me the fuck out of here? I need to do some shit. That's like, I you know, did you have? Let that? me tell you, I did not have that at all. My mother, my mother, I would always say had eyes in the back of her head. Uh-huh. Like even if as just as like she's just an. I never. That was not me. I'm not saying that. If we did rebel, you know, I I drank when I was supposed to drink at 21. Mm-hmm. I never, really? I was just not that time. <laughs> my mom whooped my ass. Like, I was like, you know, <laughs> when I say whooped, like, yeah. I was, I was scared. Yeah. I was, so I never, I never had any rebellion in, 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 in that way. Um, you know, Tamir and I, we were, we were such good kids, like, even when we would, um, when we were drinking, we would have our parties at our house. You know, mm-hmm. we weren't out and about, you know, drinking mm-hmm. and, and doing all of that. We were, we were such a good girls. I so. mean, it's, that's all. I mean, I, I just read where there's a s- Punky Brewsters coming out with a, a show oh, yeah. about all uh, Salil Moon Fry, I guess yeah. is her name. Yeah. She's Soleil. coming out with a thing, Salil Moon Fry. She's coming out with a thing about child actors and you start, it's like six degrees of Punky Brewster where mm-hmm. it's like, oh my God, this person's involved and this person's involved and, 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 and the, the traps that are out there. So that's, that's such a, that's such an endorsement for well, your you were mom. sort of in that era, weren't you? Where all, you know, it's oh, like. Oh yeah. Yeah. The nineties. Yeah. Oh, we were, I, now when I say I saw it, I yeah. saw it all. Yeah. I did, but. My mother and my father, they were so protective. Like, I'll just give you an example and then you'll get it. Okay. Okay. So I remember we were, my sister and I, we were so excited. We had gotten free tickets to go to the Phantom of the Opera. We were dressed in our gowns, makeup on, and we're headed out the door. And my mom's like, excuse me, where are you going? Like, what do you mean where am I going? We're going out to go see the Phantom of the Opera. She was like, not until you finish cleaning this kitchen. Mm Mm-hmm. So my friend has a photo of me in my dress <laughs> with a dustpan and a broom. Yeah. <laughs> this is like Cinderella. Finishing up, finishing up my chores. That's what I'm saying. Like, we were just. I love and, that. And at That's the great time, yeah, at, yeah, at the time, we were, we're talking about structure. Structure. Mm-hmm. We're talking about discipline. At the time, it felt like a lot. But now I know that my mom and my dad, they were protecting us because, like I said, I saw a lot, and a lot of my peers are gone. Mm-hmm. A lot of my like peers gone, gone. Committed, yeah, committed suicide. You know, um, unfortunately, drug overdose or so just not right mentally. So being being an observer, I guess, in that world because you weren't a participant, yes. right? So being an observer yeah. from your psychological background, or at least you know your knowledge, what do you think mm-hmm. happened? You know. What do you think happens mm. to these kids, these child actors? I mean, I know that from afar we look at it 
And we're like, oh, they're fucked up because of the fame and the money and all this. I mean, from your, in your opinion, what happened to all these kids? At least the ones I, that got screwed up. Yeah, I think there weren't boundaries. It's, it's like the same thing when we think about candy, right? From their parents. Candy is from their parents. Yeah, from their parents. It's, it's like you can't give someone everything and then you know, giving someone everything, it's not healthy. Too much of anything is not good. So especially at a young age when you're not properly developed, like you mentally, you don't even, you're not even fully aware of what's really going on and what's really happening. So number one, I think the parents didn't give these kids boundaries. They didn't give themselves boundaries and the parents weren't parenting. The parents were, like I was saying, sometimes I can get in trouble with being, you know, my child's friend. You have to be okay with saying no. You have to be okay with saying that's not okay. You're not, no, you're too young. You're not going to do that. You're not going to go there. There's just too much going on. Protection. You really, really have to, even if your kids are, I, I hate to say it, like 16 or 17. Yes, they're older, but there's so much that goes on in this business that they need to be protected, you know, from certain and, things. And I feel like if from somebody sitting here who was raised in the Midwest, you two grew up around all of that. It seems like mm -hmm. at some point also the head of this corporation, this mm -hmm. money-making corporation becomes the kid. Yes. And the kid is like that the parents they almost do. take a back seat and they don't want to mm -hmm. be cut off. And they don't want to tell the, the yeah. little star no mm -hmm. because they're going to be mm -hmm. on the outs or all of a sudden the kid's powerful within it's the so family true. structure. Forget forget star and and being on the outside being popular within mm -hmm. the own family their own family they're they're they become the head of the family. Yeah. I see it all of the time, where like you said, you see the child, um, have so much of the power and they don't even know how to take care of themselves yet. So. Um, that's, that's, and again, that's, that's an assumption. I don't want to, you know, seem judgmental or come across as judgmental. Not. It's all different. But um, I really do think that, you know, you're, when, when your child is a child actor, the reality is there's a lion's den. You know what I mean? There's a lot going on and there's a lot going on really fast. It goes from zero to 100 and it could be all new to everyone. You know, when I was watching the Britney Spears documentary, you actually see how fast her and Tamir and I, we are part of that era. I was watching, you know, the documentary and I was like, oh, yeah, I know that lady from Teen Vogue. Like we used to go to those Teen Vogue parties all the time. Um, but again, it's children need to be protected no matter how much money they're making and guided, no matter how fast famous there are. And that's the thing. My mom didn't care how famous we were or how much money we had. She's like, you still clean the kitchen before you go out. You are still doing your chores. I don't care. Yeah. That's it. Can I ask one more? So I have the older girls, but I also have twin boys that are little. Oh, nice. They're, they're about to turn three. 
And I'm, I'm fascinated by the twin condition. Now, these are IVF babies, so I'm, I'm okay. assuming this is a different situation than, than yeah. how you grew up with your sister. But I, I see them having been brought into the same circumstance. One, you know, they have totally different personalities. Mm-hmm. One is is way more verbal. The other's bigger, stronger, yes. not as verbal. One takes charge. The other will, they'll take toys. One takes toys from the other one. It doesn't happen the other way around. Like yeah. The, the the bigger one is like the big Bambi and will give the toy to his brother. And I'm like, you better enjoy that now because there's that's going to change. This change. kid's going to whoop your ass someday. Yeah. But but did you? How did you two uh, handle doing everything at the same time? Is one of you more? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Take charge is one mm-hmm. of you more. Okay, I'm good with that. You know what I mean? How how did you handle that dynamic with somebody that's so alike? Yeah, you know, it's interesting that you say that because I don't get to talk about this a lot. Um, but it's but it's important to know, especially if 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 you have twins. I feel like um growing up, um we would actually one one year one would be more assertive or aggressive and the other one would be more passive, and then two years later the roles would swap and switch. And then all of a sudden, Tamara would be more assertive and then I would be more passive. It was just really interesting. But I say that to say, as we got older, we became more stabilized and stable uh, with who we are as people. Um, and at first, once we, because when you're a twin, you're fighting for your individual Mm, strength, your individual persona, your individual personality, you know what I mean? Because for so long, you're linked together. And I remember once we got 21, 2021, we started to realize how different we were from each other. And at first, we used to judge each other. We used to say, how dare you believe in that? And then she would be like, well, how dare you believe in that? Mm. Or this is how I do. How come you don't do it that way? And what we learned was we were allowing um, we were allowing society to define who we should be and what we should be as twins, which was walk alike, talk alike, sound alike. And it's like, no, 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 no. That's that's not the case. I wish that and if you're mothers of twins who are listening right now, I wish that we would have. I wish that my parents would have allowed for us to embrace our individual strengths a lot earlier and sooner that once we got older, that we wouldn't judge them. Um, but I say all that to say, once we started to not judge our differences and embrace our differences and see ourselves as the yin and the yang, like that's amazing when you're this way and then I'm this way and then we come together, we're even stronger, you know? Um, but we had to learn. We had to learn to accept our differences and learn how to respect our differences. We have different parenting techniques, parenting styles. Um, we have different views on, you know, certain things. And just because they're different doesn't mean that there's no love there. Or just because there's dif- they're different doesn't mean that one is better than the other. Mm-hmm. I hope I answered How your you- question. No, that's <laughs> no, amazing. That's, that's, that's totally fascinating. It's great I, information. I, how, are your, how are your parenting styles how do different? they vary? How are they different? Yeah. Well, I'm going to try not to get into trouble because I've gotten into trouble before. No, no, d- uh- don't get into trouble. Um, <laughs> and, and by the way, all of these questions that Joe and I ask, they're, they're not written down. They just come from pure no, no, curiosity. No, no, I know. And, um, because, because my sister and I, Kate and I have such different parenting styles. It's oh, crazy. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. You know. 
But we respect um, we respect each other's each styles other. yeah. for sure. Yes. I would say my Don't get sister, into trouble. Don't get into no, trouble. No, I'm not. I'm not going to get into specifics, but I would say that my yeah. sister's a little more traditional when it comes to parenting and I'm a little more free-spirited. Okay. So it. as a whole, I would say my sister's a little more traditional and I'm a little more free-spirited. So Totally. That's kind of like how we're how we're different. That's like that's like Kate and I. I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm like to Kate. I'm like, just give him a break. Jesus, ease up, girl. What the fuck? Yeah. And, and she, and the same thing. She's like, you're letting your kids watch this, or you're giving them mm-hmm. this, or, or yeah. my boys like, you know, can walk go go walk two miles to go get like a subway or whatever. I just let them yeah. go. And she's like, are you? crazy i'm like no it's the way that i do it you know totally different styles yeah totally different but you can learn from each other that's where the um the yin and the yang comes from in my opinion Mm -hmm. like there are you know certain things that my sister would do and i'm like wow that's amazing how she's able to do that like wow you just let her do that you know and she's like well yeah because you know we do this we do that i was like "Hmm, okay well let me see if that works for me you know what i mean it's like you learn, you learn from each other um, mm-hmm. when you don't judge it, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I know. You it's know. hard. It's hard not to judge. You know, everyone's it like, is- oh, it, we were, we're a judgmental species. We, we, I we know. That's just innate. We judge. I think it's, it's, I know. <laughs> when we can accept that we're judgmental, it almost just yeah. alleviates the stresses of, of yes. being judgmental. It's like, yeah. of course we judge. That's how we yeah. do. That's what we do. You have opinions, you know, but it's, it's out of love. It's out of exactly. love. Exactly. Yeah. So, but she's, she's helped me with, with my weaknesses in certain areas as a parent and vice versa. I've helped mm-hmm. her, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like you took Tim Reed's uh, advice <laughs> to heart because, you, no, no, I'm not going back to the show. I'm, I'm going to like a him fan boy. shut up. I'm going to, he <laughs> told you to have something for interest. you after the show, by the way. Really? Uh, personalize? Uh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> personalize <laughs> Yeah, totally. she'll personalize this. Um, no, <laughs> that you do have interest outside of acting. Like you, oh, you've yeah. got, you've got this line of vitamins. Yeah, you've got uh, you know, you've written books, cooking. Mm-hmm. You know, you're doing all these other things that make you, you know, so much more well-rounded and so much more diverse and so much. Mm-hmm. Have you found, you know, what what other than acting is that to get you out of bed in the morning what other than kids and all that like yeah. what, what what do you like doing the most other than you know what you what know, you're known for i love number one everything that i do i it, it comes from um uh, wanting to inspire and wanting to encourage so that's what gets me out of bed what gets me out of bed is what can i do to inspire someone today what can i do to encourage someone today and my passion would be food. I'm obsessed with food. I talked about food this morning. I'm always talking about food. I love to cook. I love everything about cooking. I love um, how it brings people together. I love uh, the scientific approach to food, how certain consistencies can change. I love how, you know, you put things together and they taste amazing and they taste great. And then I love sharing my recipes and encouraging people to get in the kitchen and make memories and, and, enjoy, you know, the process because sometimes 
people can see cooking as it's overwhelming or it's like a chore, but I want people to see that it's fun. You know, it's, it's entertaining. It's, it's a pleasure. So, um, I love doing that and I feel so grateful to, um, have, and again, with Tim Reed's advice, I have taken his, his advice to pursue a career along that path. Um, you know, I have my YouTube channel, which we started three years ago. It's crazy. And we have like 3 million followers and subscribers awesome. across. What, yeah. What is, across, is, it a, is it a food-based YouTube channel? Yes. I mean, so, yes. So it's called Tia Mori's Quick Fix. And of course I have some inspirational talks on there and I bring my family on there to talk about, you know, how they can get to know me better. And, but the, the, the core of the channel is, um, hacks on how you can get quick, delicious, practical, um, easy meals on the table for your, healthy for your family. Healthy too, right? But healthy. Most of all, most of them are healthy, but of course, you know, there are some indulgence, um, indulgent, like, you know, recipes as well. It's like well-rounded, but most of them, they are healthy. Um, so with that, I'm very passionate about, and then I'm also passionate about wellness and health. Um, I've always been fascinated with nutrition. I studied that as well in, in, in college. Um, and so I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur mm-hmm. ever since I knew what the word entrepreneur meant. I was like, Oh, mm-hmm. that's what that is. I want to do that. Um, cause I've always felt like I had a voice and something to say. Um, and so then coming out with my supplement line answer has, I get out of bed every day thinking about that. That's my third baby. Um, I love everything about building and growing and bringing awareness to a brand Mm. um, and a brand that inspires and helps people. So, Is there any way you could siphon off like a million of your followers to us? Is there any like... (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, look, and here's the pitch. Here's the pitch, you know, why you should help us with this. Okay. You know, Joe and I started this thing because we just wanted to explore fatherhood and mm-hmm. being Great. a dad and being a husband and being a man. You know what I mean? Yep. And the feedback that we've gotten has been inspirational. And I can speak for myself, but I could probably speak mm-hmm. for Joe. Sure. To us, <laughs> meaning we're actually affecting people, even mm-hmm. even though it may be small right now, but it's still, you're getting these, this feedback that is powerful and mm-hmm. it's it's really intoxicating in a mm-hmm. way, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand what you're saying mm-hmm. when you get out of bed and you're thinking yeah. about how to inspire, right? Feels and good. I honestly, at 44, haven't really had that until I've done podcasts, mm-hmm. this one and the one with wow. my sister, because- I'm really getting the feedback of, wow, the things that you guys have talked about or that your guests have said have shifted something in the way that I think. And Mm -hmm. that's a pretty powerful thing, you know. And uh, I love that you wake wake up and get out of bed and think about inspiring. And that's what I strive for, honestly, because I can Mm. be pretty fucking selfish, you know. (laughs) No, (laughs) I think it's it's amazing. It's nice that you do. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I found that... Giving, when you give and when you help, you really do, it it makes you feel fulfilled. You really are receiving joy. For me, it gives me, it gives me some sort of purpose. Like when I'm helping someone, 
like you said, whether it's a, a big community or, you know, um, a small community, um, it, 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 it makes me feel like I, I am having some sort of, I have some sort of purpose in, in this life that you're not just doing something for yourself. You know what I mean? And it gives you joy. And I, and I, and I use the word community because I feel like community is so important. There are many of times in my life where even though I had a twin and even though I was or famous, I felt alone. You know, I felt alone in my thoughts. I felt alone in my circumstance. I felt alone in my situation. And I don't want people to feel that way. I want people to feel like they have a community that they can go to, to ask for help, to be inspired by. Life is hard. Life is hard. No matter who you are, um, what you're doing, where you are in your life, life is hard. And when you know that you have someone um, supporting or someone that cares or someone that's listening, it makes life easier. That's how I see. Yeah, you know, it's funny. You, it's funny because I went through this intense period of anxiety in my mid-20s for like eight months to a year. Where it, was, it was gnarly. I mean, couldn't get out of the house, throwing up, trying to be an actor, going to New York to test with Laura Linney, throwing up on the streets of Manhattan. I mean, yep. I was a mess. And my mom said something to me that it's funny. I was just literally thinking about this this morning. And it was tough love where she eventually she's like coddly coddle. And then finally she goes, listen, it's not all about you. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not all about you. There's other things. Go help somebody mm-hmm. and maybe you'll come out of yourself and maybe you won't feel as anxious. Mm-hmm. Stop fucking being so narcissistic. This isn't mm-hmm. all about you. Mm-hmm. And I was, it was, it was a revelation in a sense where I was like, wow, okay, mm-hmm. you're right. I'm creating this. I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. I'm physically mm-hmm. healthy. I'm so mm-hmm. self-consumed. Mm-hmm. So get outside of yourself and it will open you up. Mm-hmm. And it did. Mm-hmm. You know, it really did. It's healing. Yeah, it is. It 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 really is. So to answer your question, that's what gets me up out of bed and mm-hmm. what I get excited about. Um and your feedback because of that has changed entirely. I mean, your feedback you know, from your show, shows, you have a show now that's, <laughs> that's coming about to come back out again, mm-hmm. and, and we can talk about that. But when you're helping people, mm-hmm. you know, through your vitamin line or through your mm-hmm. YouTube channel and doing it in a way that, you know, maybe it helps bring people into a kitchen and help prepare their mm-hmm. family somehow, or mm-hmm. they're, you know, it, it changes the way they feel about themselves or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Like that kind of feedback is so much more, has got to be so much more filling for you mm-hmm. than, oh my God, that episode when, you know, you and your sister were, you know, that it's, you know, it, it's, it's nice, but you're but bringing the other joy stuff. in both ways. You're helping in a lot, you know, either yeah. way you're helping. Entertainment is a very healing, helpful thing it, too. Yeah, it is. I've had, I, and that's what content, that's what you mentioned, you know, I have another show Yes, I have a show, Family Reunion. It's uh, coming out April 5th, second season on Netflix. Mm. But I knew that television was also inspiring when I have people come up to me. And it's what continues to motivate me, too. Because this business, like I said, you know, this business, and I'm sure your sister does, too. This business is tough. It's hard, you know. Um, But what inspires me to keep on going is when I hear stories such as, thank you so much, you helped me get through 
point A to point B, or you help me get through this, or representation, seeing someone that looks like me on television right now, you have no idea what that did for me when I saw a girl on television with curly hair and who was embracing herself and who she was and having confidence. Me speaking to someone in that way can help propel them to do better on their job interview or to make them feel better about themselves to tackle the world, you know? So I cannot tell you how many stories I hear from women um, who say, thank you, you know, thank you so much for, um, you know, having some sort of platform that you do to see myself. Um, and that's just stuff like that keeps me going, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and by the way, you can... You can move people in so many different ways, as sort of I was saying before, with humor and entertainment. I mean, you know, yeah. my Instagram account is like a personal space for me, even though it's public, mm-hmm. meaning I, mm-hmm. I'm i just a fucking lunatic on it. And it's my true self. I mean, honestly, it's, inspi- it's inspired because I don't post until I'm feeling it and it might yeah. be completely outrageous. <laughs> Now I do I do make some money on it. You know, I do do yeah. ads and stuff, but it has mm-hmm. to filter through me. Yeah. But when I read the comments and it's like had a horrible day yesterday and I woke up mm-hmm. to this and I I feel mm-hmm. I, you just make me smile. Something mm-hmm. simple like that. Mm-hmm. It's it it touches me, you know? I mean, I mm-hmm. I, I dig that. I I really mm-hmm. it makes me feel good. And the other thing too I just want to say, you know, that we make money as well. Let's just be straight mm-hmm. about it. We mm-hmm. do our YouTube channels. We do our movies. We do our mm-hmm. thing. We we are making money. That doesn't mean that you can't help and change people just because you're you're actually being compensated for it. Because a lot of times you get comments like, "Oh fuck you, you're this and you make money <laughs> and you're awful, you're full of shit because you're yeah. a celebrity and you don't know what it feels like to have pain." Yeah. And I rail against that because mm-hmm. we're human beings. Just because there's a status up here mm-hmm. or a perceived status yeah way doesn't mean that we can't hurt and feel pain and and all of these things you know who's a great example oh yeah no i get it and you know who's a perfect perfect example uh with what you're talking about right now is Meghan markle and prince harry Mm. i see a lot of the backlash that they're getting from that you know uh with from that state of mind oh you just purchased a 14 million dollar house or oh you you know you're the princess or you're the princess guys that doesn't mean that she will not, you know, experience some sort of negative feelings about herself or not wanting to be here anymore about suicide. Every you that's one thing in my opinion that you cannot judge. We were talking about judgment, but it's something that it's not for you to really have an opinion on how someone else is feeling or how someone else is um, experiencing something in a certain way. You know, we're, we're all different. We're all different human beings and everything affects us differently. Somebody could handle something differently than you can, or even our genetic makeups are differently, you know, um, when it comes to depression and, and, um, anxiety, um, I suffer from anxiety as well. And, you know, a lot of people may not know that I share that on my YouTube channel. Um, but again, you know, everybody is different. And that's not something that I should feel right. that I should have the right yeah. to define. You know what I mean? Everybody, everybody is different. 
Oh yeah, yeah. We got a comment on one of our on a podcast, sort of just railing against Joe and I and how privileged and <laughs> oh, no. and I never respond really, but I wrote back. I actually you read did. it. I think I read yeah. it on the yeah. podcast, didn't I, Joe? I I, I wrote I re- I wrote back because I was like, you know what? I, mm-hmm. I need to respond because it's just so short sighted, you know. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. It is. Um, but but yeah. yeah, good for you, man. Good for you. If you're enjoying this episode of Daddy Issues, and I know you are, share the love, tell a friend about Daddy Issues, and go subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'll send you a sandwich. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss the rest of our conversation with Tia Mori coming right up after my poop break. Going back to just parenting really quickly, you okay. know, the way that you guys do, the way you handle, first of all, do you differ? Do you, I know you have little differences in parenting, but how do you handle that? Because there mm-hmm. is a balance that has to be struck when you mm-hmm. are a parent and mm-hmm. one person thinks the one thing and the other I know. thinks the other. I know. Yeah. How, how do you deal with that? Oh, uh, my gosh. How do I deal with that? Let's see. A perfect example could be, Okay. I, like I was saying earlier, I'm very much, because I was just so, my mother was so strict and my parents were so strict when I was growing up, I kind of want to just loosen the reins a little bit when it comes to my children. I want them to feel like, you know, that's that psychology kind of thing. I want, I want, I want them to feel like they have a choice, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, (laughs) Um, But my husband, on the other hand, especially when it comes to my son, he's like, no, 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 Tia, you know, you got to be a little more strict. You know, you got to structure, you know, you just got to be, you can't be as lenient when it comes to, you know, your son. Um, So how I handle that is uh, I, you know, I I let my husband do what he feels like he needs to do, Mm. you know, because and I, I say this. He, I'm not saying that he knows more than me um, when it comes to navigating through this life as, you know, a male. Um, And, you know, but there are certain things that he's going to be able to Mm. talk to more than Mm. I can. And I understand that. You know what I mean? And, you know, vice versa. Now, it does get a little tricky when you're like, okay, well, then how does that work when you have when there's no, you know, um, uh, if there's just a single mom or just a single dad. Um, but that's when I feel like community comes in and you can get some sort of, you know, support from, you know, other other family members. But to answer your question, you know, we talk about it. We communicate about, you know, what I feel. I won't be like, passive aggressive about what I feel. I'll be still passionate about, you know, this is, this is how, this is who I am. And this is how I'm going to handle the situation. And this is how I handle the situation. Um, but with that said, I do, I have learned to pass the mic and let my, you know, husband do what he feels that he needs to do, you know? Yeah. Well, it goes, but it's hard. Ways. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah. let's it just say I, this. It's a dance. It's a dance. It is. That's a, perfectly put. It's well articulated. It is a dance. You, you just sort I, of. I, okay. I feel Oliver. If Michelle, my wife, were on here, she would be saying the same thing that Tia just said. And I and I, I give my wife credit because I, I think sometimes she will just bite her 
tongue. Let me do my thing where I think I'm, quote unquote, toughening up my boys and then kind of come in and. Well, you had the famous marker marker incident, you know. Yeah, where yeah, which we we joked about with I don't know Sandler or somebody on this thing where it was like uh, my my wife is letting my Blake my son just color on a marker on his leg. I'm like Blake, let's not do that. And then he looks at me and keeps coloring. I'm like Blake, let's not do this. And Michelle's sitting right there. I'm like get the and I rip the marker out of his hand. I'm like and she's trying now trying to reason with a two-year-old i'm like this yeah no he just needs to hear no no is okay that's what my husband says he's like you know you he's like tia you 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 can't reason you know with a two-year-old you know but see now how i would i'm like that's him exploring Mm -hmm. (laughs) right Right. (laughs) let him explore maybe he'll be an artist that let him go for it you know but but right. i think the coolest thing is is having you know a significant other that can pull the reins in a little bit yep. and say you know it's it's good to have different perspectives let's just say mm-hmm. that i think that if you you know just have one sort of solid perspective on parenting Maybe that's not the healthiest approach when you, you know, get other opinions or when someone's seeing it from a different point of view. That's always helpful. So that's yeah, that's it's how also I approach being, the situation. It's, it's also being in tune, you know, because mm. you have multiple kids. I have three. Joe has 70. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's about I 70. Yeah, I know. <laughs> It's it's about knowing your child too. I mean, mm-hmm. one might mm-hmm. respond to discipline where the other responds to more of an emotional conversation, you know? So that's we true. just don't we just don't know. I mean, that's where the dance part comes in, not just with your mm-hmm. partner, but even with your children. children. It's like, "Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You don't mm-hmm. respond like my first kid did." You know, so I have to figure Find it out. Find something now. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Figure and, it out. And there's this book, the, the Five Love Languages. And oh, yes. you, it's great. And I we we actually interviewed the, the author, but they have oh, a kids. Cool. They have five oh, love really? languages for che- teenagers. And it's really interesting. I because, you know what? I never thought of it that way. Yeah. yeah. Because because we we sorry to be preachy, but we receive no. And, and express love a certain way. Like I'm physical touch. Mm-hmm. Like if you mm-hmm. if you tell me you love me all day, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, great. Touch me mm-hmm. to show me. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. My yep. wife is totally different than I am. I have mm-hmm. to understand the way she wants to be loved mm-hmm. so I can do it correctly as mm-hmm. does, you know, she Same with me. Yep. Our mm-hmm. children are no different. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, shit, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. My oldest was quality time. You know, he's a little mm-hmm. squirmy when you touch him, a little sensitive. Yeah. And I yeah. just want to squeeze him and love him. But he's yeah. more about sitting down and chilling. Mm-hmm. My other mm-hmm. kids do it a little differently, you know? So mm. it's about sort of understanding who your kids are and loving them accordingly, you know? That That is amazing. Thank you for that. Because I, I, I never saw it from that perspective. But it's true. Like my son and my daughter, they are, when I say night and day, like it's the same thing with the sleeping, you know, um, mm-hmm. uh, training thing. Like, Cree mm-hmm. got out of our bed when he was four or five years old because he's very codependent. Like he has to be touched. He has to be, um, you know, feeling like someone is mm. present and, and 
there. That's how he feels loved. Cairo, that girl is so independent. It's not mm-hmm. even funny. Like she is. And how does one find their independence that young? Trust me, yeah. they do. Like she's so cool with just playing by herself. She doesn't want anybody, you know, touching her, doing anything like that. And so sleep training her, I was like, okay, fine. You know what? We can sleep train Cairo. We can do this. And she is amazing. Mm-hmm. She goes to bed by herself, 7.30 at night, wakes up at 7 in the morning. Fine. <laughs> but I, I, yeah, that's yeah. great. That's great. So yeah. I want to know what Cree thought of seeing his mom on a show. I know he's he's seen you and other stuff, but but just that was kind of your first go. What was it like for for him to binge watch mom in a show when mom was fifteen? Um, it was surreal. Like the first time I saw him, I actually I think I have a video of it on his Instagram page. I the first time he was watching it and I was watching him watch it, I cried. I got mm. very emotional. Um, cause it was just so surreal. You know, it's like, it's nostalgic for me. Hit me watching him watch his mommy when she was a kid. And, you know, he's almost 10. And I did that show at four, we were 14, 15 till 21. Um, but when he was watching the first episode, we were like 14 years old. And to see that Korea's only like four years from what mommy was when she was on the show, it was great. It was so awesome. Um, he did say one thing that stuck, uh, uh, st- stuck with me. He goes, he was watching it and, you know, he sings the songs and he even goes, go home, Roger. <laughs> and he, 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 he said, mommy, you and auntie are crazy. That's what he said. And I thought that that was so funny. That's, that's you know, the best that, compliment you could get. Right. He was like, you guys are crazy, but he uh. loved it. He loved it. It's one of his favorite shows. If you ask him. What is your favorite show? He'll say Pokemon. He'll say Sister, Sister. He'll say Family uh, Matters. Yeah. He loves Family oh, Matters. That's well, great. So, that's I have, so great. I have that same type thing. My yeah. dad, so I, I broadcast sports for a living. My awesome. dad was a Hall of Fame sports announcer, and there is a picture with my face on the TV doing my first World Series and my dad holding oh. my daughter my daughter's over his shoulder. My dad's watching mm. me do the World Series while he's holding my daughter. And it was just like everything, it's all right there in yeah. that one picture of me being it's, on TV and my dad watching me holding this baby. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, it is it's it is emotional. Every time I see it, 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 it makes is. me choke up. It is. It's And you actually get to see the circle of life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're like, oh my gosh, like I was once that age. Now look at me. I'm married with kids. And guess what? I'm looking at him, Cree. I'm like, he's going to be married with kids one day. Like, yeah. it's 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 crazy. No, oh, it's crazy. I know. I mean, I, I, I grew up like your kids did with parents who were in the business. And mm-hmm. I grew up on movie sets. I mean, that, that's just what, what I did. It was not a weird thing to sort of see my parents on screen just because that's what it was. Now, when I was a kid, I didn't understand mm. the 2D nature Sort of, uh. of of TV or the 3D, but I, I I would go to my I'd see my mother on a talk show and I'd speak to her. I'd be like, "Mom," like trying to Aww. talk to her because I thought that she could sort of hear me back. Yeah. You know, and around Aww. that same around that same era, I was obsessed with Wonder Woman, Linda uh, Linda Carter. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. So yes. I would I was I would literally <laughs> as a as a little boy walk up to the screen and try to look down. Ah! 
her shirt. God, I that mean, is this so is so you. That is exactly that. It was the first <laughs> glimpse of what was to come with Oliver. Yeah, Hudson. that was the beginning of the end. What a little psycho! Uh, <laughs> but um, that is hilarious. Uh, that is yeah. Funny. So one one more thing, we'll let you go here. But I I just wanted to sort of you know I know um, I've already talked about this, but the okay. my my kid. My ten-year-old, right? Okay. I did a, I did a pilot. We're waiting for it to get picked up. I think for CBS, okay. we'll know like in a week or so. Oh, nice! Well, um, good luck. Thank you. Long story short, my ten-year-old kid is a series regular on this fucking show. So you want to talk about tears? I mean, I. Aww. It's a whole story on how it happened, but he ended up not an actor. But testing mm-hmm. for the studio, the network, he's just naturally yeah. there. He's got something. And, and he got the job. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right now? And now wow. I'm on the set. And it's I've been doing this for 20 plus years. And it's my sort of environment. And now I'm looking over and my child mm-hmm. is sitting in a cast chair and on this journey with me. I, 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 it was yeah. surreal. And just tearing up, you know, mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. five seconds. I mean, it was mm-hmm. just unbelievable. It's- so... You know, yep. do they do they do, do they have aspirations? I mean, are they like we want to be in the movie business or the TV business? Yes, my son does. So, yeah. Cree, same kind of surreal experience that you had with your son. I actually had that with my son Cree. He, the producer of the show, um, well, the showrunner and creator, creator. I'm sorry, Meg. She goes, "Would your son like to do an episode?" You know, I didn't even think about it. I was just like, "Yeah." Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah, he would totally love to do it. I didn't even ask him. I, you know, I didn't even think about it. I was like, yeah. oh crap, I just told her that he would do this show. Can he do it? Is he able to do it? So, you know, they have the table read, and uh, he was at the at the table read, you know, we're in front of all of these people, all of these execs, and, you know, important mm-hmm. people. And I was like sweating bullets. I was like, "Oh my God, Cree, please, just just say oh your God, line. I know. Just say your I'm line. So just say. I'm so I, nervous. I was so nervous. And then, with like like a breeze, he yeah. said his line. He yeah. was lines. He was so yeah. funny. I had another exper- uh, experience like that when they do the run through, you know, in front of yeah, everybody and and, and, yeah. and executives. And and this is the time where people will fire you behind if yep. you don't do it right. So I'm like, oh my God, Cree, please. Just, and I'm acting with him, you know, in the scene. Yeah. So I'm acting with him. And I'm like, like, oh God, please just do a good job. Killed it. Nailed yeah. it. So natural. I was like, okay, this kid is, the joke in the house is, this is the kid that's going to win the Oscar. Like, Cree, yeah. like, <laughs> not mom you know, and dad. We're not mom and dad. Not Cree aunt. is, he's, he's so good. And he's auditioning now. He has an agent, um, um, an agency uh, or an a- mm, yeah, cool. agent, um, uh, Savage agency. He's at. He's yeah. been auditioning. He hasn't booked anything yet, but we all know how yeah. that goes. And how do you um, do? What about the rejection aspect of that for a young kid? Like, how are you? I mean, is that something that he understands? I don't think he gets it just yet. You know, okay. he's nine. Okay. He's just like because I don't think that he's. I don't think that he's gra- Like, if I tell him that he can't be on Family Reunion then I think he'll get like sad or upset. Mm -hmm. But if it's like a project that he can't really see or grasp or 
Mm. You know, he's not he's not there yet. Um, mm. So it's really just fun for him. Um, and, you know, him just enjoying the sides and the lines. And if 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 we don't feel like he's having fun with it, we won't let him audition for it, you right. know, at all. So it's just for me, it's about him having fun. Yeah. If he's having fun, it's not feeling like it's too overwhelming, then you know, it's a great experience for 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 all of us. Awesome. Just do me this favor, when he gets his big gig and he and his acting buddies show up in tuxedos to go to the Dua Lipa reunion tour concert, make him make him clean the kitchen before he goes. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. Okay. Yep. I love you too, that. Oliver. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, man. For sure. Love that. Um, uh, well, great. one more question. We ask everyone this question. You know, it is called daddy issues. So, you know, if you okay. it's sort of a two parter. You know, d- in thinking of who your dad is, if there was one thing, if there's one thing that you love that you have sort of taken from him. And put into your own sort of parenting skills or even just who you are as a human. Mm. What would that be on the flip side if there was that one sort of DNA, that piece of DNA that got into you where you're like, God damn it. It's, you know, it's my, it, it, it's uh, my, my dad. pop is, it's my dad. And, you know, it, it, it now is here it is. I am doing it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my dad is such a hard worker. My dad will work so hard until his hands are bleeding. That's just the type of person that he is. Mm. So I always tell people this, that I really wouldn't be where I am today. It's a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing in the sense that I wouldn't be where I am today because I am a workaholic. I freaking love my job. I work hard. I'm a hard worker and Mm. I will work so hard that my hands will be bleeding. Um, But again, I wouldn't be where I am today with the career that I have if it weren't for him instilling that in me, working really hard um, and going after whatever. Like my dad used to be the type that says, Tia, make up your bed and make it up to the best of your ability. Even if you have to make it every single day that you get in and out of, Make up your bed and it has to be the best. You know, military, throw the quarter on the bed, it has to bounce. So I've taken that, but at the same time, it's like, I know that I'm never, I'm like, I don't even think I'll be able to retire. Like, I just, I'm always on the go and it's hard for me to sit my ass down. And sometimes being productive is not doing anything, if yeah, that makes totally. any sense. I love, I love um, that, by the way. That's a good. If you if yeah. you can massage that quote a little bit, <laughs> yeah. figure that one out because that's You've a got a T-shirt. That's a T-shirt. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Massage no, that one because I like that. Yeah. That so I've had I've ha- I have to learn how to just sit down. Mm-hmm. You know, this is cool. This is the first time that it's the same answer for both. Honestly, ah, I, it's great. Yeah. I mean, that makes t- makes t- a complete mm-hmm. sense. I love yeah, that. Yeah, it's like a blessing and a curse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Tia. This was awesome. Aw, really thank fun. you. I have to I have to tell you guys, it, this is so refreshing to be able to so keep up the good work, to be able to talk about parenting, family with men. 
because usually mm-hmm. it's such a um, a woman dominated space. So mm-hmm. I was so excited to sit down and talk with you guys and to hear from your perspective, because like we, what we were saying earlier, when we um, hear things from different angles, mm-hmm. that's what makes us all so beautiful and well-rounded as people and human beings. So this was such a great conversation oh. for me. So thank you so thank much for you. having this me, guys. Awesome. Thank you. Thank and you. And then, Mori, uh, th- thank you for helping to raise my daughters, really. Yes. I, <laughs> in a pinch, sister, thank sister, you. plop them down. And I got work done. Aww. They that's learned right. a lesson. Everybody And wins. check out Family Reunion. When is it again? Yes. April 5th? Family Reunion, April 5th on Netflix, the second season. It's right. uh, it's Netflix's number one most watched family series, yeah. of course. It's Crazy. got Tia Mori in it. Ah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Thanks Tia. Guys. Have a good All rest right. of the day. Okay, Bye. you too. Bye. 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 Man, she's pretty amazing. Uh, she, and, she's great. Oh, one man, of those people awesome. you know just has no... It's like it, it, She reminds me in some ways of... Like, I work with Troy Aikman. I feel like there are more hours in his day. Like, he gets mm-hmm. more stuff done yeah. than I do in a week, in a day. And I feel like she's always going, but she handles it beautifully. Yeah, she's badass. She, yeah. She's a charger. She was great. Did Troy yeah. invest in M Logica? Uh, I didn't bring it to him. <laughs> I did not bring it to him. Is that, that's where your mind goes. I just went there. I don't know, Sorry. man. I just I, the I, fact that you used to try to look down Wonder Woman's like unitard, her yeah. her, her brawlet or whatever that was. Yeah. Really speaks to who that that's at the core of who you are. It's it, I, th- I feel like Wonder Woman was the beginning of the end for me, and yeah. uh, and by the way, the new Wonder Woman, you know, Gal, she's she's my favorite. Yeah, she's beautiful. You know, uh, who was the comedian that uh, used to talk about Wonder Woman? And he was like, I mean, I got it. I understand Wonder Woman was great, but the one thing he never understood was. How did she find her jet? Did yeah. she just go to the runway and feel around? Because it was an invisible jet. So she would ride, like she'd yeah. be going, zooming through the clouds, but she would just be sitting there in an invisible jet. And his question was, how did she find it on the runway? That's a great question. That's a great question. Or what if you're, you know, in a commercial airliner and you pass Wonder Woman, it just looks like some person's in the sitting position flying through yeah. the sky. I mean, that would be mind-blowing. But <laughs> but back in the day, like in the late 70s, early 80s, oh, there's Wonder Woman. Yeah. We're in the yeah. same flight pattern as Wonder Woman. But right, now, right, right, right. But it's a good point. I remember that. I remember that bit. I forgot who did it. But yeah, they, like, you couldn't find her jet. Was yeah, it like was Andrew funny. Dice Clay going, I got a question. No. How does she so. find her jet? I don't think no. it was it. I don't think it was Dice. No. <laughs> <laughs> have you listened um, to those rhymes in a long time by the way oh god yeah you know i play my kids the jerky boys too no the you jerky don't. boys of you've course. really you've really painted yourself as not the father that you actually are that i know your kids are they're Here's too the young thing. for the, the jerky no, no, boys no they're not because it's just cursing I, I, look i just i guess I do it a little differently. I don't know. I, why is it bad? I guess the question is, why is it bad? As society, we have just created this narrative that, okay, we don't show our kids 
those kinds of things. Why? Because it's going to fuck them up for life. They're going to turn into serial killers. What's going to happen to them? <laughs> what? What's going to happen? I don't to have them? the answer to that. I feel like they're not they're not mature enough. Not Why? cursing. What does that mean? Why? What is maturity? Uh, don't start. Don't start in on this. I'm not. No, these are Joe, like a series of never ending. If anything, if, I bring up. If oh, I say uh, to my kids, if I say to my kids, look, I'm going to sh- listen to Jerky Boys. They're into crank calls. They love crank calls. I'm like, this is the this is the one of the this is the top. Does Rio listen to that? You're a beautiful little no, seven year old no. daughter. Well, why? No, but, because but why, she was why watching she Jackass the other day. Okay, great. You know, and good job. They're cer- well, the way, well done. They're, they're look. Well done. See, you're yeah. saying that well now. Well done, as if you sir. Know, you're saying that now as if you know the outcome of her life. What if she, what if she becomes a, a, a great humanitarian and wins Academy Awards and changes the world? Then she will have beaten it, the odds. She will no, have beaten the odds because that's right bullshit. now, that's right bullshit. now, no, she's going to get inside like a big cement roll now, get inside it, have somebody push her down a hill, no. and she's going to end up slamming, and then she's going to get out and be like, or, or before she gets in, she'll go, <laughs> This is the one we call the cement roll. And then they'll get in and somebody will push her. This yeah, is, but uh, you're, you're just assuming that she's, I'm you know, that, that she's that susce- you're assuming she's susceptible. You know what I mean? How that, old is that she? That she's impressionable, Seven? that she's that impressionable that she's going to go put a mesh bathing suit on and, and jump in the, and put shrimp in it and, and go into the water with a whale shark. You know exactly. what I mean? She's, she's right. not going to go do that. She, it's funny. She's not going to actually do that. Yeah, right. But her her sensibilities and her maturity level is not to uh, because of life a lack of life experiences is not to a degree where she can really understand the humor, the highbrow oh, humor that oh, is oh, shrimp the, the, in a mesh bathing suit <laughs> and tiger sharks. Uh, right. Look, my point is is yes, okay. There are some things that I that are off limits. There's no doubt about it when it comes to sexuality, especially. You know, why? Like, why? Well, why? do you think she's going to become th- like a you know serial killer? No, because it's confusing. You know what I mean? It's, oh, okay. It might be confusing but, to her. But but curse words and a funny f- crank phone call is not right. confusing. You know, but but if jackass is like when a guy swallows a little train. And goes in to get an X-ray, and then yeah. like has to shit that's a train his, out. That's hysterical that's for your seven-year-old daughter. I mean, I get what. What's wrong with that? But no, but break it down. Like, really, what, what? What's wrong with that? Do you want her to sw- You want her to swallow a, a little like you train think piece? That's and- gonna happen. I hopefully have not raised know. kids that would actually do that. You know what I mean? You don't know. Like, You're showing it to them. I do well, know. If it's funny, I maybe she's she's a know. she's a Hudson, so she's she's craving attention and craving the center stage. <laughs> so you she wants cra- a reaction. Yes, you, you want you want. You think I you crave want, attention in the yes, center you want stage? A, oh my god, you, that is such horseshit. You want you all you want I'm people the opposite to applaud. Of that. So she's now going to walk into the middle of the room and go, "Hey, daddy." I just Joe, I just ate a no. Lego Darth Vader, and let's see where it comes out. <laughs> There's so many things to talk about, but first of all, I have never craved the center stage. I wish I have more. I think I'd probably be more successful if I really wanted that. Number two is Rio would never do something like that. I know my daughter. She would never eat a Hot Wheels 
to then try to go get x-rayed and see if it's in her colon. <laughs> it just won't happen, dude. I promise. Because she can't get to the x-ray machine. But if she had access, <laughs> get her a bus pass. Get her a bus pass and see if she'll do some of this stuff. And, you know, put her out on her own. But, again, you're the kid who at six was told well, to find his way home back from the lake. Yeah. Back yeah. To, the, to the wilderness house. I so can't I wait. get it. I can't wait till your boys spend some time with Uncle Ollie all alone. They're, that will never happen. Yes, it will. No, it won't. Because yeah. you're, you're going to show them jackass. They're going to grow the up. Like. They're going like to grow bad up. Grandpa. You're going to show yeah, them bad grandpa. Because their dad's going to be a grand, bad grandpa. They're going to grow up. You know, I'll teach them, I'll teach them a few things. Uh huh. No. You know? Yeah. They need a you little bit of You and I won't even spirit. be friends then. We won't even Why? be friends. And, I don't know. Something will happen. Oh, Something will happen so, between now and why when my are you boys so are... Why are you such a pessimist today? I don't know. I think I'm we're going to be okay, dude. I think I'm we're going to be okay. There's no reason why you and I couldn't be friends until we die. There, uh, there's no real reason, you know? What would happen that we're, it would all of a sudden just go totally sideways, and I'm like, that's it. Well, you know, I think I, this podcast, you know, you don't... Have your best friend build your house. You don't get into business with your friends. You don't, you know. Yeah, but you look, don't do a we, podcast with your friend if you want to keep your friend. That's not true because we've had we've had moments, you know, where I've said, you know, you've been a very busy dude, and you're like, dude, I, I'm done, and I'm like, hey, Joe, I love you. You do whatever you want to do. I still think, but you're that not being is- genuine. That's I I only do this out of guilt. If I say I don't want to do it. This week, and you're like, okay, I'm happy to do it. Wait Fine. a minute, are you telling me right now that you're just doing daddy issues out of guilt? Absolutely, absolutely. What the fuck. All right, we need to cut this episode right now <laughs> off so we can have a real conversation. So, everyone, kidding. thank you for I'm listening. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love that- it. I would not. I would not do this out of guilt. I would not do this for any reason other than to make sure that you become a better parent to your seven year old who's about to swallow a uh, Lego Darth Vader. All right. You know what? I'm going to see you next week. I'm going to go check. We're going to we're going to the hospital to get her x-rayed. <laughs> Don't even joke about that. She's oh my god, dude. It's not going to happen. I, you, you need to learn, you need to get to know my kids a little bit better, I think. Yeah, you're such an asshole. I know. All right. I love you. Okay. Loved you. <laughs> Listen to Daddy Issues on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Daddy Issues is a production of Cavalry Audio and iHeartMedia, produced by Margot Carmichael. Sound engineering and editing by Josh Windish. Executive produced by Joe Bach, Oliver Hudson, Dana Brunetti, and Keegan Rosenberger. <laughs> 